but I said something, and Dad's response was, and this is all through text, because we're intelligent grown-ups, and that's how we discuss important things in, in, in the 2000s. Uh, but my dad said, and I'm paraphrasing, but, oh, David, calm down. They've arrested people. It's not that big of a deal. They've they've caught the people that did the bad thing, basically. And I was, and I my response was, and again I'm paraphrasing myself. Are you fucking insane, you dipshit dumbass? This is the beginning of, like, th- th- this is gonna keep going because this was a moment. This was a fucking fire starting moment. One way or the other, this this was not a fucking bad day. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. The Literate Apecast is not responsible for triggering your PTSD because we are warning you right now that we might. If coarse language or base stupidity from two white guys is not your jam, look elsewhere for your workout podcast. So you had yeah. fuck well yeah you don't have it anymore. Over the this is the thing. Here's here's what Governor, I get. Governor Cuomo lied to me. I don't know. Yeah. yeah here's what I get. Here's what I get. I, uh, you've had it for a week. You didn't tell me when you got COVID. You had it for a fucking week, and then you said, "Oh yeah, I totally had COVID." I was like, "What the fuck? You didn't bother to tell me. What if you'd have died of fucking COVID, and I didn't know that you were even sick?" Uh, what kind of fucking shit is that? Well, okay, let's talk about that for a second. Uh, you famously don't go to funerals. Would you have come to Chicago in winter for my funeral if I have died if I had died from COVID? Absolutely. The, the thing is, we and, had and, my and, wife and, 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 and I had attended this. the funeral with oh, my casket. I would have been there. I would have been there, gnash, weeping and gnashing my fucking teeth and throwing my my body across your coffin. Yes, very Italian oh, yeah. grandmother. Yes, uh, very okay. Italian grandmother. No, Dana yeah. and I had this conversation because my aunt Vicky, my great aunt Vicky, is she's she's on her way out. I mean, she is. Aww. She's in a home. Well, I mean, she's yeah. just in. Re- she's had a stroke and she's got dementia. And, she, yeah. and Dana asked me. She said, "If if Aunt Vicky dies, are are we going to go to the funeral?" I said, "Yeah." And she said, "I thought you didn't do funerals." I said, "I just had to crack that. I, I had to crack the, the you know the the crust on that one." I went to my grandma Betty's. It wasn't as weird as I thought it was. I mean, it was weird. Funerals are fucking weird. Yeah, they're not. But, I mean, they're. But they're now, just but now it's like okay, I've been to one, so the mystique is gone. So it's like all right. So I can go. Yes, yes, I would attend yeah. your funeral. Because we were also talking about like who would be pallbearers at f- for me, and your name came up, and I was like, K- Katie meant she's like, well, Don, Jarrett, Tommy, Chris, um, your brother. We don't need the I rest guess. of them. Jarrett and I'll do it. That's we're strong. True. That's true. And we're I'm not. I'm not a big strong. dude. Yeah, you just hoist yeah. it up and be done with it. You yeah. just hoist you up on your shoulders and then we'll go. And, and I was like, everybody else can watch. I was like, yeah, we might need a backup for Don because I don't know if he's going to come to my funeral. Like, I know he loves me. I'm, I'm confident oh, yeah. in that. Oh, yeah. No, I'll be there for your funeral. Okay, good. Um, yeah, yeah. Because you might have to eulogize me too. That's the thing is like... who, And I'm fine with that. Who eulogizes me? Is it Don Hall or is it Tommy Beardmore? Jarrett Keene well, will think- have a reading, that's for sure. Yeah, and I and my and and what I want to do, what I want to do for my eulogizing is I have 
five nope. years nope. of ape cast Just recordings. Run all the cutting room floors. And I am gonna, I am gonna go find the the <laughs> choice bits, the choice bits, and say. What can I say about David Himmel that he hasn't already said himself? And then I'm just going to play, yeah. you sounded like a horse's ass. It's the greatest thing I can possibly do for your funeral. Every few minutes, it's it's me on the recording going, please don't, please edit this out. <laughs> exactly. And like, a, instead of like the funeral, the funeral dirge of the video funeral dirge of like me growing up, it's just my text messages to you begging yes. you not to... <laughs> Not, not please not don't put, put that this in on the, the episode. Cast. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly that's exactly what's going to happen. That's how I'm, I'm okay going to eulogize. Yeah. So I'm okay with yeah, that. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, yeah, but I got I got COVID. It was fuck. It was it was fine. It was I, I don't know. So I I feel like all right. Let me say this for the beginning of the story. I feel like now when I talk about COVID. I have to predicate what I'm about to say with, look, I don't like Trump and I'm all for vaccinations, but that's where I'm at now having COVID. And, and I think more where we are with this, where we are with the third year beginning. Yeah. So I got it from a work event. We had an August Jackson uh, holiday party on December 14th. Now, That's where you got it. That does not surprise me. Now, actually. December fourteenth okay. was like a day or two before Omicron broke the internet, broke everything. Yeah, like, it was yeah, out yeah. there. But hey, man, the world is vaccinated. People were getting their boosters. It was great. Like things were dying down. We were cool. Like be safe, be cool, be smart. But like do your normal shit, which is what we did. And then, like, yeah. two days later, Omicron, oh, fucking God, you know, everything went to shit. So we had this event. It was closed, you know, it was enclosed, indoors. Um, no masks. Everybody had to be vaccinated. So, like, Kate, yeah. like, guessed because there was a plus yeah, one. You, yeah, you've been, you, haven't, you weren't boosted, though, right? I had not been boosted. I was meant to be boosted the following okay. week. That was the soonest um, appointment mm-hmm. I, could, I could find. So, you know, there were plus ones. All the guests had to show their vaccination cards. Or Kate vac- show yeah. You know, like we did the right responsible things with what we knew. But the world got cocky. And Omicron was like, I see you motherfuckers. And I ain't playing this game. <laughs> so that was a Tuesday night. We go. We have fun. Everything's great. Wednesday night, I'm at a, a metal show with, my, with Rory, with Rory Zacker and a couple other friends. Okay. And I get a text from a buddy at work going, did you see the email? I was like, oh, fuck, what? So I go and I check my, my work email on my phone, and there is a message about somebody, one person had COVID. Or, I'm sorry, one person has tested for COVID, uh, tested positive for COVID, so just heads up, everybody. And I'm like, fuck, I'm at a concert. I'm wearing a mask. Most everybody in the place is wearing a mask. It wasn't super crowded. I felt fine. But fuck. the. So Thursday morning, I had to be at a client's place to do some video shoot. And we're all like, is this thing still? So all the texts start coming in. Is this thing still happening? We'll take tests when we get there. So I take a test Thursday morning. I felt fine. I tested negative. We do our thing. Friday felt fine. 
Saturday felt fine, but Saturday morning I did get a test, like a P- PCR test, with Harry. Yeah. Because Harry had been at home for the last week and a half because one of his teachers got exposed to it. So they shut the whole place down. Oh, and yeah. he's at home with us. Yeah, so we're yeah. like, we need to. So Harry and I go get a test at a fucking Sir Speedy at a print store on Milwaukee yeah. Avenue. Like these. Th- oh, yeah. And it comes back negative. Saturday night, though, I start to feel a little fluey. Achy, I'm getting the chills. Mm-hmm. So I take an at-home. We had at-home tests because I bought a few just in case. Because uh, Katie and I had been at a place where other people got it. Meanwhile, while all this yeah. is happening, I'm getting more emails through work. Oh, everybody this in your office has, is another person it. has like it's oh, just shit. racking up. Yeah, but I had felt fine. But Saturday night, I'm like, ah, I feel a little icky. Let's test this because on Sunday we were meant to have Himmel Christmas. My dad, Patty, my brother Eric, his wife yeah, Jasmine. The whole the whole crowd, yeah. My mom and my grandma, everybody but Steven, because even Stephanie, Steven's wife, was flying in from Vegas. Oh wow. She was visiting her family. Who 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 Dana and I finally got to meet. Yeah. She's lovely. Yeah. She's wonderful. Yeah. She's much better than Steven. He married way outside of his his league, I guess. You yeah. know, I could say that for most of us. You, me, Steven, Rory. Yeah, that's true. So Saturday, I, I take an at-home test, and it shows positive. And I'm like, well, okay, there's that. So we cancel Himmel Christmas because my grandmother's 85, my mom is 60-something, my dad is 71. But, you know, and health. You know, like, I don't know, if you have COVID, don't be around people. Like, that's the thing, right? That's smart. So we smart. cancel it, which... Which sucks, obviously, and but it sucks extra special for us because Dad and Patty are, have been gone all year. They left yeah, yeah, Labor Day they, weekend they, on been, their, their retirement cruise on their boat. That was Israel? No. Did they, they go to they, Israel? They're no. doing the Great Loop, which in short, you, oh, you should that's Google right. this. Um, but if you, I have if heard you, you told me you about Google, this. If you Google the Great Loop tour, it's essentially, for my dad and Patty, Lake Michigan, Mississippi River, down through the Gulf, around Florida, up through the Everglades, up the eastern seaboard, through the Great Lakes, and then back home. It's a year-long trip. It's this, this big loop. And, you know, they, they in and out of different waterways and all sorts of other shit. It's, it's a big adventure. But my point is that we don't see them for a year other than FaceTime. So Christmas was going to be like a big thing. Like, I finally get to see my dad and my stepmom, and Harry gets to see his grandparents, and we're all together. But we had to cancel that because care about my family and this because you don't want him to die of fucking covid yeah so they ended up coming over for like 20 minutes to give harry his gift which is a a jeep power wheel the fucking best um but they were outside because it was reasonable weather but i was inside because i felt like shit so sunday morning i woke up and felt like i had the flu like i just i feel like i had the flu so yeah so so tell us tell us because not everybody has had it Tell us what your physical experience, because you you described it to me in a text. But yeah, tell me about. Yeah, all right, I mean, I want to I want to preface everything I'm about to say with. In the beginning of COVID, people were saying, and I think people are still saying, it's just the flu. And no, it's not. Like it, it's not. It's a different no. kind of virus. And it also affects 
different people differently, just like the flu. Influenza kills some people. It lays some people out for four days. It lays some people out for a day. Like, it's it's a thing. But yeah. I ended up getting the COVID, and it affected me. Like, I had, a, I had the, the terrible body aches where the blankets mm-hmm. hurt to touch my skin. But I was so fucking cold from the chills. You had to have the blankets. I had to have yeah. the blankets. It was awful. So that was Sunday all day. Uh, by Monday afternoon... I was feeling well enough to kind of like get up out of the bed and like stretch, you know, just like like brush off the um, the bed sores, basically. But yeah, I still yeah, I yeah, felt yeah. fucking I just felt terrible. Like I like I had a really bad case of the flu, aches, chills, yeah. the whole nine yards. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I felt like I had a really bad but manageable hangover. So I was okay. super duper fucking tired. Um, yeah, tired, Brain fuzzy. fog, could not think. I think it was, it might have been, I don't know if it was Wednesday or Thursday, but I was like, I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to get out of the house, breathe some fresh air, and put this body back in motion. Ran five miles, came back home, and was like, I'm ready to die. Like, I was just exhausted. So I used all my energy to blow through those five miles and was just wiped. Normally five miles is nothing. Yeah, you you can run five miles in your sleep. Yeah. So, so it was basically like, arguably like, it was like a week before I felt normal and right again. Meanwhile, Katie had been testing negative for COVID. Harry's showing no symptoms. He'd been tested. Yeah, yeah. Um, But we kept him home from school that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday before mm-hmm. school went on break because he'd been exposed to somebody who had COVID. Meanwhile, I was living in the basement. You can read all about that on Littered Ape. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it was... Like, it sucked. I, w- I was sick. I was sick for a week, arguably. Right? Yeah, but you didn't... You weren't hospitalized. And, and, was and the thing that I've been... The thing oh, that I've oh, been I reading... Say, and, sorry, let me just... No. I'll finish. Oh, this, no, go ahead. This is the, the bow on it. So, Katie ended up testing positive for it Wednesday night. So as I was kind of like starting to come out of it, she finally tested positive. Um, But her symptoms were like a head cold. She was tired. She was stuffy. But that was... that was it. There you go. Yeah. Well, and the thing, thing, like I said, the thing that I've been reading, and, you know, Dana is more concerned, you know, about COVID than I am. And it's not like I'm not concerned about COVID, but I have been boosted. Double vaxxed and boosted. Um, at this point, I mean, what I know is that the cloth masks do fuck all for Omicron. I mean, fuck all. There's, yeah. I mean, you might as well, you might as well just be lick the doorknobs. Just lick the doorknobs, yeah, right? baby. However, yep. I'll still wear my mask. I'll still wear my cloth mask. Yeah. I'm not gonna buy a a a, a fake in ninety five because at this point. It, you can't decide what's a real one and what's some bullshit. And I'd rather have uh, healthcare workers actually have access to this. Yeah. So I'm fine with my, I've got my two very fashionable black cloth masks and I wear them and I wash them and that's it. But do you, uh, do you double up because they're cloth? No. Okay. I don't, you know, and well, but the thing is what I understand about Omicron is that like, well, like so, Delta is starting. So why, why not just go out and buy like those cheap ass surgical ones? 
Because I, I bought these. I bought these cloth masks. But you masks. just these, said I that you these. know cloth don't do shit. So why would you keep using it? Because when I go to the gym, they require that I wear one. When I go into no, a I, casino, I they require that, that I wear one. So I'm buy the better mask? Because I don't... I'm not worried. This is the thing. Everything I've read about Omicron is that... Well, but worry if, if and knowledge basic, are two different things. Say, excuse me? So you're, at the time of this recording, it's January 5th. On January yeah. 6th, you're publishing a piece on the ape about, mm -hmm. uh, arguably, it's your truth and the truth. Well, it's about triangulating information. Yeah, okay. And this is what I, and uh, good. So let me go triangulate information. Tri and, and, and what I believe is, this is, if you read the piece, you'll get what I'm talking about. But. My perspective is that you can't find the truth of any situation until you have three points of contact. And those three points of contact of information have to be different kinds of information. I can't go, mm -hmm. hey, David's had COVID and it was just like the bad flu. And then Eric hasn't had COVID, but he's terrified of it. And then this guy died from COVID. No, that's not, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your one example. David had COVID, and it was like the, a bad flu for a week. Okay, that's one point of information that I have mm -hmm. that I can rely upon, okay? But that's your personal experience. So then I have to go... Yeah, and Katie to, had it less because she was boosted by the time she got exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. So, so then I have to go to, all right, now let, let me take a look at what they're saying um, on the CDC, which mm -hmm. is confusing, and they've got, you know, but... Yeah. What's yeah. the basic information? I mean, you know, because they don't know what the fuck they're doing, and I get it. I understand that. I mean, science oh, what a is shock. improvisation. Yeah, what what a shock that 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 a government agency in a government that can't even give you a, a decent minimum wage is is kind of uh, stomping around clumsily dealing with well, a pandemic. Yes, but at risk, I'm not, I'm at not, risk of of ruining my my personal brand of being the cynic. I, look, this shit is new and it is changing every single and, and, day. And that's constantly. and I agree. And I agree with that. And so, they're rolling so, with so, it. So, Science is improvisation. You learn new yeah. things. You shit. first point of contact is David had it and Katie had it and it didn't kill them. They didn't even get hospitalized. Okay. Second yeah. point of contact is I go to CDC. What they tell me about Omicron is that Delta has subsided. That's what they say. Mm -hmm. As far as I can tell, that that it's all Omicron now and that Omicron is fundamentally only really dangerous for people with immunodeficiency, let's be honest, fat and out of shape people and old but people. But that's always been the case. Well, that's always been the case, but but this is much this is a much milder. It's highly it's a lot more contagious, yeah. but it's more mild. And then the third point of contact, and ordinarily I would find something, either another anecdote, but the other piece of information that you have to look is is look at the numbers of cases. The cases are way up. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jesus Christ, we're but the death rate is going down. You know what this is? You know what Omicron which is? Which indicates which indicates that Omicron is the beginning of the endemic phase of COVID. And and right now, that's the information I can have. I don't know if that is the truth, but it's as close to the truth as I can find. If that changes, I mean, that's one of the things I talk about in the piece is that when it first hit in March 2020, February 2020, I thought I, I did. I was making jokes about how it was just the fucking flu and what the fuck. And, you know, 
nobody gives a shit and how it's going to lick all our customers in the casino and all that stuff. We all laughed about it. And then a couple of weeks later, I had my mask on and I had some of my, uh, I will say my more libertarian guests at the casino going, what the fuck changed? Mm -hmm. I said, I read the science and I, and I listened to the sort of like the consensus of scientists and I went, oh shit, I'm wrong. And it's okay to say I'm wrong. I might be wrong now. I don't think, I, I, I mean, my gut, my gut says this pandemic has hit. I spent, unlike most people, um, I spent the first six months of the heavy pandemic, of the harshest COVID we had, in a goddamn casino filled with a bunch of fucking people from Florida, Louisiana, and Virginia, truck drivers. And Nevada. And did... I mean, and Nevada, <laughs> and did not get and did not contract COVID. Right. Um, I have been vaccinated, fully vaccinated, and boosted. Um, I have been in my gym. I've been in casinos. I've been home in Kansas. I still have not caught it. I'm not saying that I'm not going to catch it, but at this point, I am far less worried about catching it than I was, let's say, March 2020. Well, that's that's the thing. Is like I felt. Not immune or above, Mm -mm. above it. I'm not immune or above it. Once I got it, it, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, yeah, that changes your perspective a little bit. Everybody's gonna get it. It's it's an endemic, which I think is a good thing. On this January fifth, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a prediction. Okay, and a good. I might be wrong. I'm okay with being wrong. Yeah. Unlike everybody else in the fucking America, I'm all right if I'm wrong. I don't mm-hmm. mind changing my mind. I'm going to predict that uh, five years from now, I still will not have not. I will have not contracted COVID. I'll take that bet. You want to put money on it? Hundred bucks. Okay. All right. Hundred bucks. There right. you go. Deal. So. And I have no other. I have no basis of anything other no, than it's, just. It's just. It's a stupid I just bet. don't think. I, at this, no, I think. To me, to me, it's sort of this. Is my perspective is is sort of like, hey, you you went through the wildfires in your car, like through the worst heat of the wildfires, and you didn't get burned. And then you went through the Colorado wildfires on yeah. foot. Yeah. And you didn't get burned. And then you hung out at Tahoe <laughs> when everything was fucking burning down there and you were hanging out and you didn't get burnt. Do you think you're going to get burnt? No. Well, it's it's like what I'm going to have on my my tombstone, which is if I haven't died yet, I never will. Oh, that's brilliant. Because there are I should have died a lot of times from all the dumb shit that I've done. See, I just want on my on my gravestone, I just want he watched all of Game of Thrones. That's all I want on there. And liked it. No, I can't say that. That can't okay. go on there. All right. See, I would or maybe was, maybe he watched Lord of Ring, all the Lord of the Rings, or and maybe, the Hobbit, maybe we'll just, and liked it. That would be an amazing it'll thing be, for me. It'll be it'll be a gravestone, and it'll be Don Hall, and then underneath he'll say Thanos was right. There you go. <laughs> See, it's funny. My my, fam- my family's at, at our family plot. <coughs> In, in Oakwood Cemetery, it's there's a uh, there's a branding to it. It'll say, you know, Harold S. Himmel, beloved father and husband, 
Louis E. Himmel, beloved father and husband. You know, Vera Himmel, beloved mother and wife. That kind of shit. I, I, you'll have beloved. You'll have the beloved husband and father. I kind of don't want beloved that. I kind of want, if I haven't died yet, I never will, in quotes. That's, well, that's what I want. It was, see, Dana and I have had this conversation where I've said, if I die before she does, and my mom and I have had this conversation, I know what I... I know. I'm going to outlive all you motherfuckers. <laughs> However, I don't know, if I do die, what I've what I've told Dana what I want is I want I want to be cremated. I want my ashes to be put in my trumpet. I want my trumpet to be soldered shut and made into a lamp. Ooh. And then I okay. want and then I want that trumpet lamp to be sold at a garage sale so that <laughs> literally I'm going from shitty home to shitty with the people of the worst taste for like decades. I'm sold over and over and over my and they nobody knows my ashes are in there because it's just, it's a trumpet lamp and you some asshole wants a trumpet lamp and that's what I want. But I also know and I've told her if she decides not to do that, I won't give do? a shit because yeah. I will be fucking dead and I won't care. So you know what that sounds like to me though. That sounds to me like. Um... A middle finger and a quiet wink. Take that, Del Close. <laughs> kind of like that. I, I didn't it's like, the, it's, the it's Del like, Close. Yeah, I see, it's kind of like that. Your, I see your funny running gag, and I raise you a, I'm not limited by a Shakespeare play, you fucking hack. You fucking That's hack. The- there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. All right. So I'm glad you are, uh, you are, you're past the COVID. As you said, we're recording on January 5th. Tomorrow is January 6th. Ah, which is the big one, day. It's a big day, Don. The one, it's, it is, it is, it the, is two the two year one. anniversary of my employment at August Jackson. And there I am go. thrilled I think and I'm much so better. glad we're yeah. talking about it, yeah. but I'm pissed that the media is not going to talk about my two year anniversary. No, they're going to the talk idiot about idiot insurrection of idiots. Now, and I will point out, and, and you and I talked <sighs> about this, it is, it is, it is technically, while we can call it an insurrection, it actually is not, it was not an insurrection. Okay. Before we get into that, let me just say this. Le- legal definition, it wasn't. It was it was an attack on the Capitol. It was absolutely egregious and everybody should go to jail who was a part of it. I'm not saying I, I'm really not walking that libertarian line where it's like, yeah, oh, maybe, yeah. maybe. No, those motherfuckers all including Trump, including Mark Meadows, yeah. including everybody who's yes. involved, they all need to be prosecuted. However, they're not going to be prosecuted for insurrection because it was not technically an insurrection well before we get into that i just want to say these two things that i think are important to uh, what 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 what, just the temperature of the water that we're going to deal with a a year later yeah yeah. so january 6 2021 happened and a couple months later, I was talking to my dad about it. And my dad is not a Trump supporter, but not he's still 71 years old. Mm-hmm. The perfect prime example of uh, born and raised a rich white kid in a rich white kid's America. He was born oh, in 1950 yeah. for fuck's sake. Like what kind oh, yeah. of spot on bullshit is that, right? He's the quintessential yeah. wealthy boomer. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. But that's he's not also to say my dad you know, hasn't had hardship, but his hardship has no. been pretty you know it's like saying oh the pool at the country club was cold you know that's yeah kinda... anyway so i can remember a couple months ago 
shortly after the, maybe like one or two months after the, the insurrection last year, um, and I'm just going to call it that until we discuss it. As no, it everybody calls it the, the capital, insurrection. The capital riot. The capital riot. It is. See that's and by dad, that, I was that is I was in a yeah, place. And, and, go go no, ahead. All right, yeah. yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the thing about it is there are two. There are actually two elements. I understand why we call it an insurrection, partly because that's sort of the hyperbolic times we live in. Um, yes. That's sort of the Goebbels. That's that's sort yeah. of the Goebbels propaganda playlist that you have to go along with, whether or not you you want to admit that it was fucking Nazi propaganda technique or not, and. Um, it's too complicated because really what it was was there were two things that happened. There was a Capitol riot that breached the Capitol. That's one thing. Mm -hmm. There was an active coup attempt by Congress, by Cong by well by members of Congress, yeah. by attorneys yeah. for Trump, and by Trump. By people who had those pass things, cards to get through, you know. Yeah, yeah, those, yeah, yeah. those two yeah. things happened at the same time, right. but neither of those actually equates to an insurrection. But insurrection right now is the shorthand. So that's what we're well, right. Use. But to my to my point of how there was the the riot that broke the barriers and broke into the Capitol, and the members of Congress that voted to for the coup to overthrow the election. Those two things come together in a larger idea and they they work together because because they fuel the future and they and they their actions and their energy continues to to fuel uh, a movement and i can remember a couple months after it happened i was talking to my dad about it and i don't remember exactly what started this but i said something and dad's response was and this is all through text because we're intelligent grown-ups and that's how we discuss important things in 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 the 2000s uh but my dad said and i'm paraphrasing but oh david calm down they've arrested people it's not that big of a deal they've they've caught the people that did the bad thing basically and i was and i my response was and again i'm paraphrasing myself are you fucking insane you dipshit dumbass this is the beginning of like th th this is going to keep going because this was a moment. This was a fucking fire starting moment. One way or the other, this this was not a fucking bad day. This was not a traffic stop where you blew a red a red I, light and that was your, I, your, I have, your first I thing on your record. I agree with you, but I I agree. I actually completely agree with you, but I also have uh, I have a different comparison and a different result that. Uh, all right, let me take you back for a second, and then I'll I'll get to where I want to say because yeah. I totally understand where you're coming from. One of the things that I've I've been concerned about, and not like concerned, oh, but it's been interesting because I've had a couple of people uh, from Chicago say, oh wow, Nevada has really made you more conservative. I've had I've gotten emails and texts like, wow, what the fuck happened to you? <laughs> well, one of the things that was interesting, which I thought was kind of interesting, <laughs> what it was. It's made Which you more really reasonable. You're just not leaning. You're well, not no. listing. That's all. Actually, actually, no, it hasn't. And that was one of the things I because I've been I do a lot of research on the Internet Archives anyway, but I never research my own shit on the Internet Archives because that's not my purpose. And so I went, I realized, wait a minute, I wonder if any of that old angry white guy in Chicago blog, the blog spot that I had from 2005, yeah. 
to like 2011. I wonder if any of that's like, and it is. And what I realize is in looking at some of those archives of my old blog posts is that I was centrist left then too. I was just, mm -hmm. I mean, I have no, Nevada didn't change me. I'm exact. I'm saying the same things now as I was saying then. Which are what? What are the what are the themes of what you're saying? Now the themes and are the Republicans are assholes and are only greedy and only want you know that they, they suck. Mm -hmm. And the the most progressive extremist end of the left are assholes too. I've been saying that since 2005. So none of it. So that's have you ever one. argued that the centrists? are ineffective uh, dick scabs. Because that's how I see the Democratic Party, is ineffective dick scabs. Oh, no. Fuck no, off. no, actually, <laughs> no, actually, what I've argued in the past, and I'm right, is that, that, that centrists are the ones that actually get elected. And you, you can like or dislike Bill Clinton. Elected, sure, but effective. Well, uh, and, well hey, you know what? There's okay. Yes, the omnibus bill was a bullshit move, and he they fucked up NAFTA. But most of what Bill Clinton did, except with his dick, was extraordinarily positive for the country. Most of what Obama, who arguably was left of center, but he was not far left. He was more centrist. He got the fucking Affordable Care Act passed through. Yeah, you gotta. You got hey. Yeah, he did. And you've got to be in power I would to argue be able that to affect didn't. change. I would argue, I, I mean, yes, like technically all right, anyway, he did. Anyway, but, uh, so okay. what I'm going to yeah. say is, I, and, and here, and Deeper going along that conversation. way, is that I noticed that things aren't as different. You know, we, we want to say, oh, it's the end of democracy. Oh, this yeah. is, you know, and, and maybe it is, but, you know, boom, boom, boom. Here's the thing that I notice about I you. You made the comment. I think it's threatening. Well, I you think made, the end of democracy well, you made the, or the end. Well, it's you not made the, the end comment. Of democracy, but I think our democracy, our American democracy, as we know it, is is threatened in the way that a bully in the schoolyard is like, "Hey, hey, dork, nice haircut. What are you gay? You know, just dumb shit like that." But it's yeah. there's a threat. Well, there's a here, threat. There is a threat. Well, there's a threat that and could here's escalate the thing. This and makes shit this really fucking say. bad. So. You liked Adam McKay's Don't Look Up. I did. Tell me why, because I really didn't. So I, I did like this movie. I one, I love Adam McKay. I I love I love, no, his I love what he said. Shit. I love the big short. Yeah, I love, I love his uh, smart all stuff. the Ricky Bobby shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no. I'm with you. Anchorman, sure. And I think it's important to note as we get into this that Adam McKay and Will Farrell um are collaborators. Although Will Ferrell was not attached to Don't Look Up, but they they're executive producers on Succession. Succession. Yeah, I know. I think Adam McKay is our generations or our this moments, whatever I don't know. Um, Woody Allen, Steven Spielberg. Uh, Lawrence Olivier, like name any like big movie name that's just like, oh, I get it, movies, got it, boom, done. Like I don't know if I'll go that theme. far, but I see your point. Don't talk about Adam McKay. Talk about Don't Look Up because okay. I love Adam McKay, okay. but I hated Don't Look Up. So I was texting, or I think I don't know how did this begin because 
I, I asked you if you had seen it yet, right? And okay. you said not yet. I'm going to watch it. And then while you were watching it, you made a comment about the editing being brilliant. Yes. And I said, "Have you laughed yet?" And you went, "Yes, a lot." And I went, "Hmm, we'll have a lot to talk." Because I watched that entire movie twice and did not laugh one single time. Okay, that's insane to me. So the day that Nothing we had that funny. conversation earlier in that day. I had, a, I had a meeting with our creative team at, at AJ, and often we'll talk about, like, what are you listening to? What are you watching? What's, you know, what's good shit on TV? Blah, blah, blah. And Don't Look Up came up, so I, I wrote it down as a thing to do, and I then we had the conversation, and I was watching it, and right after you said, have you left once? I was like, oh my god, yes. And here's what I wrote down, and just like, the, this is like the, the sure. next 20 minutes that followed after our conversation. Moments of laughter. Meryl Streep. Through and through, Meryl Streep is fucking hilarious. I disagree entirely. I don't think Meryl Streep has ever been good at comedy and should never do comedy. So many things about Meryl Streep. For one... She's just not funny. She's a great actress, but she is not fucking funny. Her delivery where she says the the line, um, I think it was Winston Churchill... Maybe it was Bobby Knight. Whatever, and whatever, like idiotic line that let is. Me, let me let me let me ask you a question. And I, oh, I, I want to separate. Did you so ever funny. find? Did you ever find Alec Baldwin as Trump on SNL funny? Ah, God, that's a loaded question. Uh, Satisfying, yes. Funny, was it funny? Did it make you laugh? It did make me laugh because it wasn't. Okay. It was a good but not spot on. Imp- it was. It was an impression versus an impersonation. It was neither. But he was also. Here's why I think Alec Baldwin got tapped for that because his character on Thirty Rock was Trumpish, and I've been well, watching yes. a lot of Thirty Rock lately. Here's my. And it's right, very his gonna, mannerisms I, and his things are very. Tell me Trump-ish. why you tell me why okay you loved you thought Meryl Streep was hysterical you thought that was a really funny line tell me tell me why you like Don't Look Up because I have a myriad of reasons actually I don't have a myriad I have like oh, three I, reasons I thought it was so why okay I didn't so my like list it. here I'm just gonna go through my list and, and yeah, talk about yeah, them so the Meryl Streep thing I think through and through Meryl Streep I pulled out the Winston Churchill thing because that was like a moment right after we texted each I other. just didn't but think she was funny I didn't think she was funny. I thought she was very funny and very flippant and very uh smug and i just thought she was oh yes smug is a great smug is absolutely oh yeah the the whole fucking thing was smug oh yeah no i got all right hang on um i did think the editing in the adam mckay way like this tight sort of he's good at that erratic editing was it's well made oh shit Okay. Yeah, it's very and well made this, in terms like, of it being. Yeah. Like here's life. Here's the beauty of life is animals. And here's a bug up close. And, oh my God, they're eating dew off a leaf. And boom! Here's New York trash people throwing human waste away. Oh, see, I found that so obvious. It was and obvious. So, it it was, was just obvious. There was but a I lack of subtlety in this thing. Well, a but fucking appre- five year old could get what he was doing. It I was obvious, it. I and it was really ham fisted. That was the it message was he was making, is that there is beauty. And I did, yes. at one point... Yes, it was the message he was making. About You're halfway right. through, I went, okay. So what he's saying with this editing is animal life outside of humans is beautiful and careful and sweet and kind and thoughtful and evolutionary. And then human life is chunk, fucking, thrash metal. 
and it didn't make See, what sense I th- to me what until I think the what end of the saying, movie. And I went, okay, yeah. now I get it. What I think what, it, what I think he was saying with that was, look at how much smarter I am than you. Ooh. That's what I thought he was saying. Hold, dog ear that because I want to come back to that comment. Let me just oh, run yeah, through I'm my gonna, list. Yeah. So I think that the running gag, which I didn't think was a running gag until I saw the full film, which is what makes it a great running gag, is that the moment the general charging them for free snacks and then that becoming a thing that uh, Jen Lawrence's character is like, why the fuck would he do? Like, that's just, that was insane to me. Um, there was a really funny moment, again, t- like within the 20 minutes after you and I discussed it, uh, where Leonardo DiCaprio's wife, who's ac- the actor, I-, I love her to death and I cannot remember her name to save my life, but she says, there's someone here to see you and he walks downstairs with the fucking like the entire FBI field agents. Um, Jen Lawrence with her hood on, where she's like the- her Batcave comment. Ron Perlman's rambling, his racist rambling during launch is very... Uh, El Camino. Uh, it was so Eastwood. obvious and not even good racist oh, ranting, dude. So no, no, back up. No, it was so obvious and not interesting. He didn't say anything in his racist rant that wasn't so obviously stupid. But that was without the point. any. No, this thing. That this is what I'm going to say. It's like, you get your what, did you expect, what kind of flavor did you expect to get from a strawberry starburst? And I think you well, were expecting, uh, uh, like, fresh strawberries. No, I, I'm expecting no. Starburst strawberry. No, I was expecting a satire. Now, here's the thing about a satire. Because before oh. I watched it, I, it was it was recommended to me that it was like, it was, and I've heard, I've read enough that it's, oh, it's, it's like Strange Love. No, it's yeah, nothing I've like Strange Love. So many and I'll be honest up, with yeah. you, I'll be honest with you, Idiocracy is a thousand times funnier than this movie. A thousand times funnier. And makes the same point. Idiocracy, now, here's what I'll say. I, let me, before we get into this, this before is, we get into the debate, hold on. Just, well, hang on, hang on. Let me just state my... Before we get into the debate, Idiocracy is funnier, is more accurate. Yeah. But more accurate of, like, 2017. Like, we've already lived through Idiocracy. Well, no, <laughs> but here's... Uh, all right, here, here, here's one of the things, Tina, because I watched Idiocracy, knowing that we were going to have this conversation, I watched it again. And one of the things I think is interesting about idiocracy, and maybe it's because Mike Judge is kind of libertarian in his own way, mm-hmm. kind of, is that it skewers everybody. Idiocracy skewers the left, it skewers the right, it skewers everybody. It skewers the rich, it skewers the poor. Everybody is open for criticism. And that's why it's funny. Because you don't see... You set up the rules, and then you change them. There are surprises. If you watch Idiocracy, no matter how, once you've seen it, there are no surprises. But when you were watching it, there are surprises. There are moments where I've set the rules up, and now I'm going to change the rules so that you're surprised, so that you see something in who you are on a regular basis. It is an equal opportunity fucking satire. That's what satire is. When satire is at its best, everybody gets skewered. This skewers in one direction in the same way that SNL Adam uh, uh, Alec Baldwin Trump skewers which is look at how stupid half the country is and look at how smart the rest of us are 
That's number one. I'd, if you don't, uh, no, 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 hold on. I, I let would, me finish. Let me finish. No, okay. no, I'm not letting you interject until right. I'm finished. And if you don't have the balls to skewer yourself and your side of things, it's too goddamn earnest. And what it makes it is it makes sure. it a comedy that takes itself too seriously, a comedy okay. without any sense of humor. And finally, one of the things I, and that's the thing is, I'm leftist, I'm center left, but I'm still leftist. This is a movie that represents everything that the right hates about us. Smug, mm. superior, arrogant. See, and I think that is my argument against everything you've said is that and 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 the reviews that I don't think well, okay. The, the reviews are mixed, by the way. The, the reviews are mixed is that but there's this whole Doctor Strange love thing. It's nope, nothing like Doctor Strange. Nope, it's not even, even a, not even a thing. Shut the fuck it's up. It's not even close. I I, yeah. I love the AV Club. I think that that is a I is don't. a great for, for pop culture. Bunch, I think that that is like I think that's one of my trusted of sources of, of I reviews. think they're a bunch of I think they're just this this. They're just this close to McSweeness that it makes me want to punch him in the dick. Oh, I don't think they're that bad, but I, I'll go to oh, them. Oh, Christ. I'll go to them and be like, okay, fair enough. What a bunch of self-righteous cunts. But the... there, Jesus. The Doctor Strangelove thing and the whole, like, this is an allegory for climate change. Well, right, it is. It couldn't be more obvious. But, but why... But is it? McKay has said it is. DiCaprio has said it is. It says it in the movie. It is the most obvious. And, and, and the thing about it is, like I said, I know. I think I but. think the premise is brilliant, and I can't wait for somebody to make a really funny movie using that premise. This is not that movie. All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. My first thing this week is a watch. Don't look up. Just don't look up. Just watch it. Yeah, no, I absolutely yeah. think I mean, you should a, watch it, but it's a good don't movie. expect a whole lot. Don't expect a lot of because it's not very funny. It's it's my hilarious. First thing, You're gonna love it. All right, my first thing is a read. It is an article in Newsweek. Um, I'm not as impressed Come with it, on. but it's called the. I know, but it's called the Armed Uprising of 2024. It's very good. It's written by David Freeman. And it is basically sort of like, all right, guess what? Uh, 2024 is going to be a shit show. January 6th kind of predicated it. Um, and we might be in a lot of trouble as we get closer to our 2024 election. Yeah. Um, Newsweek. Newsweek. Uh, yeah. Millions of angry armed Americans stand ready to seize power if Trump loses in 2024 in Newsweek. Sure That's thing. my first thing. Yeah. And to the uh, on that same that same point to what my dad was saying <laughs> excuse me to what my dad was saying in 2021 last year like oh they've arrested all the ones that caused problems but then, no uh, this is a read this shit ain't over this is a read in the Atlantic January 6th was practice Donald Trump is better positioned to subvert an election now than he was in 2020 by Barton Gelman it's it's a it's, it's a very good it's article. A, it's a long read, but it's a really good article. It's and really good article. I, it's funny. I, I was I was reading it. I'm thinking, well, duh, 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 duh. 
every fucking paragraph to me was no fucking duh. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. And I just kept thinking, if my dad, who's not an idiot, or is he, uh, you know, but doesn't believe the big lie, is not a Trumper, is not all these things. No, no, he's a... But said that thing that he said was like, ah, they arrested him, it's fine. No, the problem is that they're not arresting enough of them, and the problem is that, like... They're not going. This was... I saw it when it happened, and I thought at the moment... Well, this is gonna fucking last. This is gonna be a there you go. This is gonna be the call me maybe of the 2020s. Oh Jesus! My second thing is also a read. Another read in Politico. How will the history books remember 2021? <laughs> it is a. Con- I like. I like these. Yeah. Politico got a bunch of historians to kind of say, "All right, so uh, to how talk are we gonna remember 2021? How are we gonna remember this?" Three days after it ended, let's talk well, about you know, that. Well, it was yeah. kind of kind of like a, like they got historians to kind of say, "What do you sure. think yeah. they're gonna they're gonna look at this uh, this year?" And what do you think? They're, and I thought it was very interesting. It's worth reading. Politico, how will the history books remember twenty twenty one? You know, that's an actually good a, a good point to bring up right now. Is I just laughed at oh the historians are talking about what is how are we gonna look back at twenty twenty one five days after twenty twenty one ended. But that's the point of historians. That's why they're so yep. important because they can look yep. at trends and things. So I publicly apologize for laughing at that because there's legitimacy to historians. It's it's it a matters. very good article. I enjoyed it very historians much. Historians are the best predictors of the future. For a because reason. they understand the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my next thing is a watch. Um, and I only knew about this. And I was annoyingly surprised because I thought was, oh, fuck. Well, there goes, there goes January. But because I watched Don't Look Up on Netflix, I saw that Netflix was promoting season four of Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai! And I just got to say, I'm, I'm sure that we will, this will be a heavy yeah, yeah. topic of conversation. I've watched, I've watched the first two episodes. I'm taking my time. Yeah. I am on episode four. Five when we finish this call, okay. I'm gonna go up and finish episode five. Uh, yeah. This th- so far this season has been a we we've we've established on the Apecast we love that Johnny Cobra Kai. is the hero. He is the hero, and he's the journey we have to follow to see how he betters himself. This season, kind and we'll see what happens, but it. Kind yeah. of twist things a little bit. Like, well, the thing is, I loved, I loved the, the like I said, I just finished sec, uh, episode two where LaRusso learns the eagle claw yes, way. Yes, that's it. I was like, that was fucking kind of cool that yeah. he kind of is starting to get at least Johnny's perspective. It's Wolverine, I'm, I'm, man. It's the Hulk. You have to learn to yeah, balance the rage and the calm. Don't give, yeah, don't give anything away. But I'm all right. Cobra Kai. I, I I'm already in. So and we'll I got I got to just say yeah. this. Here's the thing that I think sums up maybe my personality, maybe just this stupid show. But I was watching one of the episodes, and I went online on my phone, and I was like, Eagle Claw T-shirts. All Amazon right. is selling them. I'm like, fuck. Of course they are. But here's the question, Don: Is if I order an Eagle Claw T-shirt, am I a bad guy, or am I a good guy? 
Well, that is I don't know. that will be determined by I the end know. of Cobra Kai. We'll have to watch it all. My third thing is also a watch. Have you watched any of Station Eleven yet? No. Okay, it's on HBO Max. It is based on a novel by Canadian writer Emily St. John Mendel. Takes place in the Great Lakes region before and after a fictional swine flu pandemic known as the Georgia flu, which has devastated the world, killing most of the population. Jesus. Now I now I understand after living two years in a pandemic, watching a, a television show about a pandemic. <laughs> It's kind of it's it's, it's kind of a grand request, <laughs> but I will tell you there, there's a couple things that I that 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 I will and I've only watched I've only watched four episodes of this thing. Yeah. Again, I'm really taking my time with it. But first of all, it is filmed mostly in Chicago. Okay. Second of all, in the very first episode, I saw something I never thought I'd see, because as the pandemic is taking over, we get to see an image from Lake Point Tower of a 747 crashing into Navy Pier Stop. and blowing the Come whole on. fucking thing up. It's really gorgeous and like, fuck, I used to work there. Fuck. That just means the um, tourists are going to come to Wicker Park and Logan Square and fuck everything dude, up there. But, God damn well, it. What I'm gonna tell, no, what I'm going to tell you, what, uh. what is really lovely is it starts in Chicago, the characters are brilliant, it's some of the best writing I think I've seen on television since The Leftovers, really? or maybe Watchmen, or maybe Watchmen, the Lindelof Watchmen. It is the writing is spectacular. It's a time jump show, um, where you just during any one episode you're going to go through the beginning of the pandemic, survivors of the pandemic, and 25 years after the pandemic. It is. It's one of the best things I've seen. Station it's Eleven just, on, on Netflix. You said it is so. No, it's on HBO Max, HBO and it Max. is so goddamn good. It's so well written, so smartly directed, so well acted. Anybody, let's put it this way: anybody in Chicago in the arts mm. that isn't watching this, because the main one of the main characters is a child actor in a, a Goodman production of King Lear. <laughs> Who then survives and 25 years later is traveling with the traveling circus because everybody's died and there's few pockets of people alive from the pandemic. And they're a Shakespeare troupe traveling from place to place performing Hamlet and she plays Hamlet. I am telling you, this is one of the best goddamn things I have seen in ages. I cannot recommend it enough. Station 11. If you're not watching it, you're fucking crazy. Yeah, love that. And there you go. And that's the show. David got a little more drunk than I did. I said, it's COVID. No, I can hear it. That's no, COVID. we can hear it in your voice. No, no you Dana, can hear Dana it in listen, your voice. Dana listened to the last episode you and I did together, and because that was the drunk weed, because we did that get was, super that plastered. Got weird. Yeah. It's almost embarrassingly drunk, and, uh, and but we did and it together. And, that's the thing. We we fell in Louise that shit, point. and that's all I we wanted did, to do. Because that's all David like, and I do. We fell in Louise like, that shit. Don't don't run that. Edit that shit out. It would be different if you were with me on that that drunken stone journey. But look, I have not had lunch, breakfast, or dinner today, and I'm and you've been high, drinking. Okay, I'm see, I've tired. had all. 
I I mean I was I didn't have uh, I didn't I had lunch, but also uh, I also yes. There's a comet coming, and it's gonna fucking kill us all. Why isn't anyone listening to me? Ah! Wow! Wow! That's funny because that's right? you just summed up. Yeah. Every beat uh, know, of right? that movie. Yeah. If you just do that, if you do that nineteen uh, times, that's don't look up. That's the show. Also, one last thing. Sorry, but I have to say oh, this about everything Tyler Perry is in. I don't know what it is exactly, but there's something that bothers me about Tyler Perry and anything other than Tyler Perry films. And I think it's because he looks too much like Medea. So it feels like when Tyler Perry is in anybody else's shit, it's like, oh, it's a Tyler Perry thing. Because he's gone out of his way to be like, Tyler Perry's Medea, Tyler Perry this and that. And, and his mouth is shaped like nobody else's mouth in the history of humanity or in the history of dolls or in the history of illustrations. You are a white supremacist. I am. I might just be because of this. And I don't, I'm not, that, I'm not happy with it. I don't like it. But I, Tyler Perry as a morning show host <laughs> with Kate Blanchett or whoever the hell she was playing. I thought they were, like, I thought they were great, but it was one note. But Kate Blanchett like, has one always note, disappeared one note. into her, one note. into her characters. Tyler one Perry note. to me is always like, oh, that's Medea outside of makeup. Nope. The whole thing was one note. All right, that's the show. Join us next week, and we will not talk about this fucking humorless satire. Just look. Don't don't look up, and we'll be fine. You can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.